0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: The Talk Sport fan network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favorite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org.
3: Uh, very good evening.
2: A very good evening. Extra time on a Tuesday evening, which is a, a, a little bit of a different uh night to what we usually do. I will explain all later. Uh, maybe that extra day has given us a, an, another 24 hours to reflect. I know the intro, intro is old at the moment, but there will be uh. When I get a chance to get someone who's good at video editing to do a new intro for extra time, I will, I will do this. And I want to say, obviously, a big thank you as always uh, to Spider VPN and Spider Miner for powering the show. Uh, find out more about them. The link is in the description below. We've got a, a star-studded um, guest list uh, tonight. Uh, we've got lots of important things to uh, be talking about. Um, with the show, and I just want to say to you guys in the chat, thank you for joining us here on a Tuesday night. And if you're listening back on the Always Wall podcast, uh, much appreciated too. Feel free to get involved in the show and ask any questions, and uh, you know, and we'll ask, we'll put the best ones on the screen. Obviously, we're going to be looking back at um, another missed opportunity, uh, for our team Wolves, a one nil defeat away to Burnley. The only silver lining that I can take out of that really is the fact that it pushes Everton closer to relegation. I'm sorry if you're an Everton fan, but you've been in the top flight for 52 since 1952. So it's probably only fair that you have a bit of time in the championship. Um, and it didn't do Wolves any harm any when we went down to League One. We came back stronger. So maybe that's what you need at the moment. Long way to go, but Burnley, obviously... Um, in, since I got rid of Sean Dice, they've got seven points and it was a 1-0 win. And we're going to delve deep into that. And obviously, we're going to look forward as well to Wolves versus uh, the Stripy lot, Albion. But this time it's Brighton and, Alv- Brighton and Alv- Albion. And it's also going to be a special occasion because it is Samosa Saturday 14. Um Becoming an iconic uh, feature in the, the Wolves match day schedule. And uh, we, we do have Manny coming on as well to talk about that ahead of the, the game. And uh, I do remember the, um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about the Brighton 0-0. Uh, I don't know, it was some, Samosa Saturday 7. I'm sure he'll know. But it was just before, uh, it was the last home game before the pandemic. So I'm hoping that uh, we uh, we have a great performance at the weekend. So, my first guest, I'm delighted to have uh, come on again, um, who is basically the host of one of a fantastic podcast, uh, the Wolf Whistle podcast, which interviews loads of ex Wolves players. Top bloke, does a lot of work for charity as well. Uh, and has just come back from um, an old uh, Wolves All Stars tournament uh, in somewhere sunny. We're going to get stuck into that. He went to the game at the weekend, Burnley away So I'm really going to be interested to hear what Jason has to say Welcome to the show, Jason
0: I was trying to get a quick uh, sip of wine in then Before you got me on,
2: Dave (laughs) (laughs) And I'm loving the the retro top there, mate The teal green What year was that? Uh, This
0: was 94, 95, I believe so a, yeah, that was about the era that um, I started going up there on my own. So yeah,
2: ninety four, ninety five. It's an iconic shirt, isn't that? Is that one from back in the day or one from the new the the the, the reverse? The, yeah. The well, well, a,
0: a little a little life hack. What I did was uh, I bought the one from the club shop, and then I went online and bought the Puma badge. So it looks ah. like an original one, but it isn't.
2: Well, to be fair, you've done a good job of that. To be uh, to be honest, mate. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna. I do want to talk about um, the your trip with the All Stars, which I want to get into. But I, I think you've got quite a bit that you want to say about the uh, the performance. You actually went, didn't you, the weekend? You was at Burnley.
0: I did, Dave. I did, and it's probably my second or third away match of the season. And I'm just really disappointed. You know me. I am a, a glass half full person, and i probably do. Um, I'm a bit of a happy clapper, I admit that. But then when I went to Burnley, now, that's a winnable game. And especially the first half, I feel that the attacks we were putting together, we could have put that to bed. I heard a statistic today, and it's true that we've conceded first. In the 15 games, we con- conceded first. We've lost 14 of them. And the only one that we've ended up winning was Ashley Villa. We haven't even drew their matches. So, the yeah. problem is it's almost like we've got no game plan. So, we go a goal behind. And surely, by now, 14, 15 games in, they should be saying, right, with a goal down. They, they, they should be getting that on the training pitch. So, they know what to do because it happens more often than not. And look how many points we've dropped. I can't believe that we're in the position that we're in. Now, another problem is uh, the goals. So, we've scored 34 goals this season. There's a a team in the relegation zone which has scored more goals than us. Now, if we'd have had a striker this season who could put the ball in the net, and I don't want to diss the ones we've got, but let's be honest, they haven't been firing on all cylinders, Um, that really could have been the difference. And then we could have been looking at, you know, we're still clinging on to perhaps seventh. There's no reason why we couldn't have been looking at a top six finish. And I'm being serious with that striker that could put the ball in the net. Think of the difference there, mate, Dave.
2: Well, think of the, uh, the games that we've had the opportunities on recently. Arsenal away, we got the lead. Then we lost it late on. OK, the, goal, the, the second goal was really unlucky on side, the inside. But, like, that was coming and we sat back, lost that one. Leeds coasting, 2-0. Real gets sent off and then it's Calamity defending. The Palace game, we were, we were absolutely uh, dreadful. We weren't yep. very good in both games against Palace, you know. And, and, and then we go to Newcastle away. Obviously, we lose Neves. I mean, we've, you know, I think he's been a big miss. And Daniel Pudence. Luke Cundall did all right, but he he was he, he's a young lad. We saw him play really well um, away at Tottenham. In, but that was in a three-man midfield. And I think he's got a yep. great future. And we never really hurt them, even though I didn't think Newcastle were that good. And we were probably starting to get a little bit on top. The only player that come out of credit out of those games for me, Reece, really, was Fabio Silva. It was really, really trying. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what do you think's gone wrong with it? Because, like, M- Manny gave a really good stat, actually. Um, I think it was on a the- couple of shows ago where he said that when Daniel Pedence is on the pitch, we score t- something like 2.5 times more goals when he's yeah. on the pitch. You see, I, I really like
0: Daniel Pedence, and he's one player that we've certainly been missing, and, and clearly um, Ruben Neves. Now, the substitution um, on Sunday, taking Silver off, for me, Silver was the easy target there. Rowland Huang should have definitely come off before Silver. Yeah. Um, Silver played better than them two, but the reality is uh, there's, once again, we're talking about statistics, Dave, four goals in 53 matches, no goals this season. And when you look at that for Silva, yes, you know, he, 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 for me, listen, he, he ain't doing it easy, let's be honest. And I've tried to flare it up and I wanted him to score. And you know what? Um, it's like when I help out with the All-Stars, all the ex-players want me to score <laughs> because it's, you you're know, right. Jase has scored because he helps out. And I feel the same for Fabio Silva. I want Fabio Silva to score. I do. But I really can't see it. And you're quite right. With Daniel Pudence, um, He's actually, and people might shoot me down for this, he's a little bit like Diogo Jota. He will run at the defence. He will create something out of nothing. He will open the gap for other players. He will bring He'll, other players into
2: play. Tr- he tries things, doesn't he, Pedence? Yes. He's always trying to make something happen. And, you know, you saw the difference when he came on against Villa away as well yep. and the difference he made on in that game. And he's, he's very tricky. He's very unpredictable. He's got a, He's good with... Seeing where the players are in terms of yeah. getting assists and putting it on. Agreed. And he knows how to dink a ball, play a ball through. And, you know, and I think the likes of Trinkau and the rest of the attacking players seem to play better off him mm-hmm. when he's playing because the movement with the front three is a lot better. And that's why, probably why that stat, which Manny mentioned, is a lot higher. But Wang. He's a frustration. He's a good player. He's more of a poacher, I think. Yeah. But he, he doesn't really seem to be linking up. And when when we've got... We saw two good performances from uh, Trinco when Pedence was in the team. Yeah. Second he's out the team, he, he was AWOL against Newcastle. Um, and obviously, Pedro Neto is still not fully match fit no. either. Um, so, it's a frustration. But we never looked like we were going to score
0: again
2: Neto made, I think we had a better first half
0: than the second half. Neto made a huge difference when he came in as well. And I, I would like to see maybe him and Pedence on either side of a front three. Um, Huang, for me, was playing way too deep. Raul Jimenez, listen, I was getting frustrated with Raul. And what he's done at the club is unbelievable. But he was trying ridiculous flicks. And, you know, this is a game we need to get three points from. We're not 3-0 up. If we're doing 3-0 up, try Rabona try and put it in the top corner, try and do a back heel. We're losing 1-0 against Burnley and he's trying to flick it with the outside of the boot. Then in the last minute in injury time, the goalkeeper has got the ball and he's trying to prevent the goalkeeper from taking a, a goal kick. And all that does, the referee will just blow his whistle. Then we're wasting our own time. Now, to me, that's just ridiculous, petulant behaviour. And it's just silly things like that. They get that right. You know what? Just let him have the goal kick. What's the point in just trying to? Yeah, that's our time we're wasting. So that was a massive frustration for me. And we can't gloss this up. The goal scored is poor, is really, really poor. And I'm so, we are punching well above our weight in eighth position. And I'll come on here and say that now. And all these people that are saying silver, this, that, the other. Let's look at the statistics this season. Well, raul has got six goals, silver's got, got nine.
2: Goals, yeah, and a few assists.
0: Yeah, that, that, I mean, that is, that's, that's, there's teams in the relegation zone whose top scorers have got more than that. You know, it's, it's, it's a fact.
2: And I know, and it's it's a frustration, isn't it, mate, the goal scoring. And uh, I think that, I think, I think, Raúl, I think he's very frustrated. You see, it's, he, he, I mean, you call petulant, there's a few people that said that. I think it's frustration, and he's lashed out a mm. couple of times, and he's been a bit rash and i think he's frustrated with himself really because he's not where he wants to be he's still our top scorer yep. um, and he still gives everything for the cause and hopefully will you know we'll have the uh, when we get to the end of the season he'll come back even stronger next season i mean i know there's links with him away
1: yeah
2: uh, wolves probably do need to buy another striker i mean where would you strengthen in the summer window for you david
0: I'd, I'd get two centre forwards. If we lose Neves, we've got to get a midfielder. The defence yeah. has proved to be pretty tight. Um, yeah. And I would keep Donker and say, uh, if we say a squad players if we could. Um, but yeah, definitely two strikers. <laughs> They're on about sending Silver out on loan. Now, listen, Morgan Gibbs White, he's another one. If he comes back into the fray and does it, I've been a doubter of his in the past, but he's gone to Sheffield United. He's absolutely smashed it up. The argument could be he's the championship is level. If he comes back, next season more mature and does it for the Wolves listen we don't care who's playing as long as they're doing the business my fear is we putting Fabio Silva out alone I think I've said this before Dave if he goes out alone to a championship club and he doesn't do it where do we go from then with the 35 million pound investments now yeah. if he goes out abroad and it's a different style of football we could pacify it um but if he's in the championship he's going to be scrutinized and that's my worry uh, for Silva um but I think we've got to break the bank for for two strikers, and that would have been the difference. We could. Have who been you, who would you want
2: players. if you could well, get?
0: I've thought about that, Dave, and it's it's you know I could come on air and say, "Oh, we need this, we need that." I I, I don't know, you know, it's it's it's, I, I don't know, you know. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, see, one player I would go for, uh, if if I, if you're putting me on the spot, is is Rick Carlison. Now um, he could be in a relegated oh. team. Yeah, And I think we could be, we we should look at a team like Everton to maybe nab a couple, but they're going to be players who are very, very low on confidence. Um, But, um, yeah, two strikers and and break the bank for them, in my opinion. And and listen, it isn't a bad midfield. Yes, with Martino, it's going to be ageing slightly. Um, but, But, you know, I think the strikers, that is something we've got to get right. Because if we don't get to Europe this season, which I don't think we're going to, we've only got ourselves to blame.
2: Simple. I mean, we have had. The, I mean, we've had so many chances. I mean, the funny thing is, the other teams keep slipping up. And with uh, West Ham, with one eye on the, uh, you know, the uh, Europa League, you know, we might still sneak into that uh, seventh. And to be honest, if either Leicester or West Ham win, I think the thing. I think it might go down to eighth, and we just creep mm-hmm. in through the back door that way as well. Jason, um, before we get to your player and your man of the match uh, yep. and the performance rating. Uh, a couple of things. You Tell us about your trip um, abroad with the All-Stars and how it, wor- how it went in the end. Well, that was amazing, Dave, because we actually finished third. Out of?
0: Three teams. So, <laughs> I- I'll be completely honest with you. We was in a nightclub till three in the morning and Jackie Gallagher was busting moves. that I never saw him even doing a football pitch. And that guy is now, he's in his 60s. He actually looks younger than when he played for Wolves in the 80s. That's mad. So we got to the, the we got to the pitch. All the lads were there stretching, warming up, and we was there sobering up. So we yes. lost both games, four um, one. So we disgraced. You got them, a goal.
2: You got a goal.
0: Well, but I tell you what, though, Dave, what was really lovely to see there were some Wolves fans there who actually lived in Mias in Spain who actually come over to come down to watch us. So that was amazing. We raised over five hundred euros uh, for two charities: being New Cross Hospital and for uh, the charity we played for in Spain. So that was the main thing, giving something back in old gold and black.
2: Fantastic, mate. I I saw some of your socials. You sound like you had an absolutely fantastic time. And uh, it it was for the crack as well, wasn't it? And like the experience and like you say, you raise a little bit of money and a bit of fun. So you're going to be doing it again?
0: Yes, we're, we're still hoping to go to Gibraltar next year and play in the Gibraltar National Stadium, which is Victoria Stadium. Now, when I say National Stadium, it's not Wembley. You Know it's not the park de prance, listen. The star de France over This is, um, it's like a, a glorified parks pitch, but we can say we've played on the Gibraltar National Stadium, so we're hoping to do that still. Uh, but uh, it's a long way away yet. And after taking around 15 adults who turn into children, um, I think I want a break from it for 12 months, Dave, if I'm honest.
2: Oh, that's class, that is mate. Back to the game, back yep. to the game. Um, so obviously. You're uh, you're positive. Your highlight of the game, your moment of the game, your man of the match, and your performance rating.
0: Uh, highlight of the game for me was Jose. So I think he's been unbelievable this season, and he pulled off a great save uh, in front of our fans, which was which was going in. Um, listen, he's been an unbelievable player. Now that's the other thing: if we hadn't had Jose, saw this season, we'd be a mid-table team, and yes. that is a fact, right? Um, and and listen, it's not me to say, oh, it's a fact. I think we could all agree on that quite comfortably. Um, player of the match for me, Pedro Neto, and I want to give it him because he's come back into the side. Um, he's still not 100% fit, but he still worked his socks off, and he looks a serious player. We know what a player he is, but he looks like that. You know, he, he's going to get back to his to his best. Oh yeah, performance rating for me, Dave. Um, as much as I think we could have perhaps got something with the game in the first half, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Simply because Burnley wanted it more. And it's as simple as that. And that's the reason Burnley won the game. They wanted it more. And I think if our players would have had the mentality that the Burnley players had had, listen, on paper, we're a much better side than them, we should have gone there. A little bit more focused. A little bit more focused with the game plan if we was to go a goal down. So, yeah, for me, Burnley wanted it more, five out of ten.
2: It's funny, you know, because I said on my uh, my reaction, that was one of the things I was asking... uh, Paul and Chris, it's like, do you feel like Burnley wanted it more? It felt like they did. I'm not saying that the players didn't try um, and put the effort in But for all of that, I thought we started really well. I thought we were really good at the start. I thought we started stronger than Newcastle. And then as the game went, it faded. And when they scored, I mean, the Burnley crowd was quite quiet up until that point and then you heard Turf Moor came alive and then they just got more confident. In fact, towards the end of the game, I felt that they were more likely to score again than us getting yeah. anything out of it.
0: And, and you know what? Um, when I say the Burnley players wanted it more, they had something to play for, they did. Yeah. But you know but what? So did we. Yeah, but, but so did we, Dave. And... Bruno Large come out in his post-match comments and said, Oh, we see, you know, we see too many games like this. I love Bruno Large, and it's great to say that for the benefit of hindsight, but do something about it. But you know, we keep going, a goal down, and we're not coming back from it, and that's cost us massively. We can't blame VAR all season. Right. We can't blame referees all season. We've seriously got to look at that.
2: And and as we've sort of got a bit, we've sort of got a bit of a a view of life without Neves, and it don't look pretty. It
0: doesn't know. and when you think Matinho is a year older as well, so once again, that's that's uh, uh, you know an area that that we've got to replace. My worry is right as well. We get into Europe; that's the only way I believe we've got a chance of keeping Neves. We get into Europe, all of a sudden, Jeff She could be thinking, well, actually, this squad's this squad's good enough. You know, we perhaps overachieved. We're in Europe. Do we really need to strengthen that much? I don't know. I might be wrong. Like I said, you know. I think. About... Got,
2: I think this is the summer where they've really got to show the ambition. Um, I think you can. We're in a good position, and I'm sure Manny, Jack, and Paul. Are, I'll have something to say about this, but this is the summer where we've we've got to we've we've got seventh, seventh, thirteenth, eighth, or seventh, or wherever we finish yeah. up this year. And we're either gonna we're either gonna go backwards or we're gonna go forward. We've got to push on from this point well, of view with what we've got. Just
0: I don't want to waffle on about you know obviously the previous points I've made. But if you think if we'd scored, which on average for the position we're in, eight, if we'd scored fifty five goals this season, that would have been an extra, you know, nine ten points on the board.
2: Then you look at the league table there, and I. Know. There's a big opportunity that's uh, that's gone past. The irony is, mate, we'll probably lose to Brighton. We'll probably lose to Nor- Norwich and we- beat Liverpool City and Chelsea. That would be the Wolves <laughs> way. <laughs> if,
0: Dave, you know I'm right. That is right. Dave, if I was you, I'd put money on that as an accumulator because uh, yeah, that, 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 but that's Wolves all over, isn't it? And I seen a comment on the screen earlier, and someone put, you know, it's like us to go and lose to Brighton, and it is. And the Burnley match, we know it's a banana skin. We, we yeah. just know before we get there, don't we?
2: Yeah. 100%. As I say, mate, a um, couple, couple of things to uh, to finish off on. Um, score, prediction and thoughts ahead of Brighton and, and what's your favourite cake?
0: Score, predict prediction ahead of Brighton. Um, ever the optimist, I'll go for a 2-0 win and we'll all be singing that Bruno's taking us to Europe. <laughs> um, or, oh, well, if we lose 2-0, we'll be back on it No, I think we're going to win 2-0. And favourite cake, my missus is from Matlock in Derbyshire. And uh, when I first met her, Matlock, I don't know if you know how it works, but it's literally three or four miles up the road from Bakewell where Bakewell tarts are made.
4: Yeah. And I love
0: Bakewell tarts. And when I first met my missus, I said, Bakewell, up the road, get me a Bakewell tart. And she bought me the biggest Bakewell tart you've ever seen in your life. And uh, what I did, Dave, I cut a quarter of the cake off and ate the three quarters and she couldn't believe it. (laughs) And since I've met her, I've actually put two stone on, and I think she's only doing it so I don't run off with anyone else. Um, <laughs> but, so, in answer to your question, although it was quite convoluted, Bakewell
2: Tarts, Dave. Fantastic. Well, that's a brilliant story to back that up. Jason, I love having you on, mate, because you've Thank got you. such personality. And, uh, guys, please do check out the Wolf Whistle podcast, which Jason does. It's a fantastic podcast. Always have a listen to it. And uh, there's a, quite a back catalogue if you haven't listened to it as well. Uh, Lots of ex-Wolves players that come on.
0: And I just want to say, everybody, look at the fantastic work that this man does, Dave. It's unbelievable. And so, Dave, you know, lovely to hear your comments, but I think you should get some too, because what you do is absolutely fantastic. And everybody, support Samosa Saturday, because once again, fantastic cause, lots of money raised. And, you know, Manny, completely selfless person, please all get behind it.
2: Fantastic, and he's going to be following you up. And I appreciate your comments, Jason. And hopefully, we can have you back on next week, and we'll be, at, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about a win for a change. Probably not, Dave. I
0: think I'm giving it the kiss of death every time I come on. We're talking about a defeat.
2: No, mate, well, you, It'll be you've probably got some re- good, re- more retro tops that you can sport as well. You definitely. know, definitely. That's the reason to come on. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, Jason. Lovely. Fantastic to have Jason. Always talks uh, really well. Got great personality and is very forthright with his views as well, which is really what, what it's all about. Delighted to uh, bring on next up. Thanks for waiting patiently in the green room. Hi, Manny.
4: Hi, how you doing, Dave? And Jason, thank you for plugging some out for Saturday. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy who's um, been helping, you know, with causes up and down um, uh, our city and, and, and many different charities with different fundraisers, always very, very supportive and and does a a brilliant, fantastic job um, of his own, you know, that really, really uh, commendable. So thanks, And also, before we start, he nicked my cake. He nicked my cake. You weren't going to go
2: with Bakewell tart, were you?
4: (laughs) You know what? I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with my... Basically, Himley Hall is the best place to go for a walk near to where I live. And they do... A job, because I'm vegan I am so I have to yeah. you know I don't have cakes with eggs or dairy and um they do a bakewell tart and it's it's like a paving slab it's huge and it's vegan and so um, uh, we, we go there a lot and I love that i love that um uh, bakewell tart and um, uh, so yeah jace and me Bakewell tart it must be something something about uh, the bakewell tarts Lemon drizzle. Well Jason
2: will know we'll probably be hunting down those bakewell tarts down at Himley. Now you've told Himley, him where yeah. to go. Oh,
4: and they and they're huge, honestly. Big, big pieces. So yes, get your Bakewell tarts for Himley.
2: <laughs> fantastic. Well, that's <laughs> fantastic. Bakewell torch is certainly getting a a, a a vote. Be interesting to see what you guys there's a few in the uh, in the chat going for lemon drizzle. I yeah. do like a lemon drizzle myself. Manny, uh well, obviously, I, I know you weren't able to go to the game. because no, like no. you, you, you do yeah. on
4: Sundays there's always a difficult game because you're Man. in the town. A lot. yeah, it is. To be fair, we we overran and we we tried to get away to watch a stream, by the time we was in the car and got home, it was about a ten minutes left, and um, I think Neto had just come on, and obviously we were down one nil, and um, it just petered out. We didn't. Let's be honest, we didn't offer anything in that last. 10 minutes and then i did watch some of the highlights but not uh, the whole of the game and it pretty much was a picture of um what's been happening you know especially late on this season um quite simply as jason put it we do not score goals and dave you know me we can go back onto the back catalogs oh of the mate podcast. i'll tell you what you've been I've been banging on since last last year, and maybe the start of last year, and even the end of the year before that. That Wolverhampton Wanderers do not score enough goals. If you look at our aggregate goals conceded since we got in the Premier League, the fourth best over the last since we got in over the last five, four or five years, whatever, however long it's been. Four years year. Our, our defensive record on aggregate is the fourth best. But our goal-scoring record is horrific. It's actually horrific. 33 goals. We're sitting here in April um, the 30th. So, virtually the end of the season, we scored 33 goals. You know, their strikers, the top strikers in the world, scored that on their own, you know. (laughs)
2: Mitrovic has scored 40-plus in the Championship, did not
4: he? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, and that is the biggest conundrum. And we can point at, oh, is Raul or is it Silver, or is it... Huang or his trinko not done it or you know Neto. we can it's not just individuals it's not that individuals our team collectively does not score enough goals and lately we haven't even looked like scoring goals so Newcastle away we didn't really look like scoring. Let's be honest. We didn't look like scoring. You've got to look like scoring, you've got to have chance after chance after chance, you've got to be in the right areas, take the chances. When's the last time you saw a Wolves player one on one with the keeper? I well, can't think. When's the last time? Early you, on in the, try early in the season. Actually, heading towards the goal where they're one on one, used to have you, you'd have that once in a match at least every match. So we we're not even having that. So uh, the chances I saw against Burnley, like the pot shots and you know Johnny's pot shot and. Um, Uh, they're all sort of half chances. They're not really guilt-edged chances. Against Burnley and against Newcastle, we should be creating chances on a plate with the talent we've got. So I'm not that frustrated right now and thinking where we could have been because we are where we should be. We are actually not good enough to be a top four or five or six side, I don't think. I don't think we're as we're, we're, good when we lost Pedence, when we lost Neves, when we lost Roll, then we lost Um Hillman recently. We can't afford to lose players of that caliber. If we lose players of that caliber, we will suffer. And, and the proof has been shown, you know. Um, we had you, you mentioned the Arsenal game, that was a big game, lost it. The West Ham game going away there, big game, lost, lost, lost it. it, you know. Um, then, Leeds. then we've had a, a lead, massive game, lost it. Yes, there was a bad decision, but we still lost the game. We still should have defended better. We still should have managed it. You know, Crystal Palace, big game, lost it. And and now we've got Newcastle. And now we've had um, them. Every time we Burnham. get
2: ourselves into a chance of taking control of the race for Europe, we we don't see it through. And so that
4: so for me that isn't when people say Wolves haven't uh, oh Wolves haven't got bottled haven't. Got, They're just not good enough if they lose a few players. If they haven't got the best first 11 out there all firing on full cylinders, they're not good enough to get into the top six places, seven places. And and
3: don't you think that's where
2: the summer transfer window is so important now if we're going to push on to the next level, if we're going to push on to try and get into that top six? Oh, yeah.
4: We all know that, you know, the midfield and the striking areas. The whole... Attacking intent of Wolves needs to improve. The whole in- attacking intent is 33 goals is not enough. It should be 55 is an okay season. 55 goals, you know, which should be where we are, is okay ish. We're 33. We're about 20 goals short of really where an eighth place team should be with the amount of goals we should be scoring. And uh, so that, that that is the biggest, biggest problem for me. You know, the defensive. And, and, and Jose Sarr have performed miracles you know the, the defensive record we're, we're still we're still 28 is it 28 goals 29 conceded yeah. Chelsea conceded 27 and, and Liverpool and City are in the 20s and that's Not the yet. only four, the only four teams with five games to go that are in the 20s that's unbelievable you know absolutely unbelievable but we've got to score goals and we've got to create chances and he needs what's to that's what's the
2: answer what so is the answer? answer?
4: For, me, for me, the you know, this issue about, uh, Jason mentioned, 14 games, 14 defeats, just one where we've been behind. That is huge for me, first of all, is somehow we just haven't got a way of playing when we go behind. We just panic or we don't know. Or then Bruno, you know, you forgive him for the odd match and then the second match and the third match. But it's time and time again, his substitutions just baffle you. He either throws all the strikers on at once and they all run around like headless chickens, don't know where they're going. Or he takes off players you think, why have you took him off? Yeah, yeah. No, i when he was substitute. And then on, on, on Sunday, all I saw there was, when I looked at the report, was after 60 minutes and you can see the match drifting away from us, why isn't Neto coming on at that moment? Why are you bringing Neto in when we're 1-0 down like we did against Newcastle, like we did when we brought all the players on at West Ham, when we were 1-0 down, when it's too late. So it's almost like panic stations. Panic stations, oh no, we're losing. Let's throw some attackers on and cross our fingers and hope for the best. So Bruno, in that respect, has to show his mettle as well. Has he got the know-how to bring teams back when they're one nil down, has he got the skills to say, okay, we're only one nil, no panicking. This is what we're going to do. This is going to be our shape, and this is how we're going to go for it. And we haven't seen much evidence of that. Now, for me, he deserves a lot of time. You know, I don't like getting rid of managers and saying you're not. We're in eighth place, so eighth place is it? I think. Tremendous. I think if you would have said Tremendous. at the
2: start of the season, we'd finish eighth. People would be okay, but because we've got ourselves into such a position, uh, like maybe I've overachieved in whatever you, yeah. it's kind of like eighth in his first season wouldn't be a bad, bad eighth eight,
4: eight in his first season is an unbelievable achievement from where we were at the start of the season, right? However, it's, it's almost. For us, let's be honest, it is a little bit of a default position because a team scoring thirty-three goals—I don't think has ever come, mate. If we go through <laughs> the leagues, I bet you there's no team that's ever scored only thirty-three go- go- goals. So that—that that would be time, a challenge for
2: Carl Whitehouse, the little stato yeah, in the in the chat. That, to that,
4: see. that that in time will catch up with us if that's going to continue. That will. Oh, catch it's going to. Yeah, it that will, will catch do. up with us because you know. Um, uh, the goalkeepers performed heroics. The defensive, how long can it go? How long can you be under pressure? The best form of defending for me is scoring the goal, then scoring another one, and then your yeah. defence relaxes and plays well rather than hang on, hang on, hang on. And then they concede the goal. And, you know, it was just one goal. So we've got to look at that side, and Bruno's got to prove himself. We've got to invest. We have got to invest, you know. Um, In the attacking intent, whether that's new strikers, whether it's new wide men, whether it's, I don't care who it is, the ones we've currently got aren't producing it and they haven't been producing. People are saying Adama, it was better when Adama was here, one assist and one goal. You know, was it better? It it was the same problem. When Adama was here, we weren't scoring goals. Last year, our top scorer got five goals. This year, it's six. Wow,
2: you know. I, to be honest, I mean, with the Adama thing, is uh, you know, he, he would give us another option. And he, uh, the thing that annoys me, or is really niggling me, is the fact that he's gone to Barcelona because he wanted to go. Apparently, we're covering his wages with the hope that they're going to buy him for twenty-six million. Yeah. And since um, can't think of the the name of the player that's come back. Dembele's come back he's played yeah. 44 minutes in the in you know since February and that doesn't... nobody
4: Dave nobody can understand what that deal is all about if you ask uh, 10 fans all 10 fans will give you different answers because nobody's got a clue and it almost seems like even Bruno hasn't got a clue it's like something that the hierarchy have decided or whether Mendes is involved or I don't know but it's it's we don't know what's going to be the outcome of that. Whether players will head out, why? Whether they all end up being farmed to a different club. Whether Trinko we buy and then we get rid of, like a bit of a Benikofobi type deal. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. It looks really strange. It looks when you see all the reports how he could come back or Barcelona won him on loan for another season. You know, you saw, saw reports of that today. Barcelona might want him on loan for another season. We can't... It's like, I to me, I,
2: I'd, I'd be won. like, get yeah. lost. It's like yeah. you, you either buy him... Yeah. You know, If he comes back to Wolves uh, yeah. and he signs a new contract, yeah. how would you feel about that? Because if, if he goes to Barcelona, which is his dream, and yeah. he, he wants to play there, and then they're turning around and going, well, we're not buying you, and yeah. he comes back to Wolves, where does that leave Traore in his own head? But
4: like we the we don't, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Let's be honest. We don't know. He's a complete enigma. He excites us. We go off our seat and eventually we get back on our seat because the shot's gone high wide, and handsome or the, the cross has gone out of play. Yes, he has uh, created a lot of crosses where we haven't had strikers. So I thought he actually, his last season when. Um, Raul got injured He actually had a decent season He just had nobody in the box And you felt sorry for him a little bit Not having service But again You can't argue with stats. You know You can't argue with
2: Here's a stat for you uh, yeah. for, for your money. That that Who's the little stat over the channel Yeah, yeah. You know you're on about the goal score Well Carl
4: look there you look, go.
2: Wolves have got the lowest amount of goals In the top half In the In the history Yep. The history of the Premier League
4: teams have gone down that have scored more. Teams That's have gone down that have scored more. That you know, when we, when we, um, got remember when we came up, uh, it, after 19 years and um, uh, we um, uh, got into the Premier League, you know, what an amazing achievement that was. And we went straight back down, didn't we? Went straight yeah. back down. We got 33 points that season and we. Conceded fives and fours, and we were conceding goals left, right, and centre. Even then, we scored thirty-eight goals that season. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we scored thirty-eight goals that season. So we score. Are we going to score five more in these five games? The evidence of Newcastle and um, uh, uh, Burnley Burnley is uh, no. You know, we scored three. We scored threes against Leeds, and we scored threes against you know, other teams, and we we lost, I don't remember, against Spurs, but we still scored two. We scored two at Chelsea. Yeah, we conceded five. So, you know, the goal scoring is a huge issue. Our rubbish sides used to score more goals. Stephen Fletcher, 10 goals. He used to get in the Premier League, you know. People like Stephen Fletcher. I, I think you, our you best is, goal at
2: the moment is Johnny <laughs> Otto.
4: <laughs> well, it is. I mean, play, play Otto and, um, I don't know, Jose. Stard- he Burbank knows where
2: He had a good shot the weekend, Manny, let's uh, move on from that. Let's look ahead yeah. to Brighton. Obviously yeah. uh, we'll, get, we'll get your prediction, but uh, more importantly fill everyone in on uh, on is it to Saturday 14 and, and what was the uh, what number was the Brighton game before the lockdown? That was
4: actually believe it or not, that was four Dave so that was our, four that was our fourth one and then we did eight in lockdown remember the delivery delivery so we came back and we did our fifth. One at the ground in December, and this is number six at the ground, 14 overall. So, yeah, this is um, uh, Smosa that they back, popular demand. You know, I uh, recently, um, against Crystal Palace and Leeds, um, I had Leeds fans and Palace fans come up to me and say, all right, mate, you're the Smosa man, aren't you? And I said, well, yeah, maybe I am. Where's your smosis? We've come here for the smosis, And I'm saying, sorry, lads, it's not on today. What? We've come all this way. Where are your smosis So, there's uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of demand for them uh, from away fans. And, and there's Brighton fans who have messaged me as well saying that they'll be up there and they'll they'll come for a bite to eat. So, yes, we're back in our usual place, which, you know, we, we basically own that place now, don't we? <laughs> they, yeah. We ought to... We ought to get the council to hand over that pitch to us permanently Um, by the university building before the subway, 11 o'clock. We'll put everything up and we'll see you. looks like the sun's going to shine, which is like that. Yeah, fingers crossed. um, Hopefully it's not too windy because we don't have to hold the stall down. Um, And then that's it. And um, I had Express and Star actually covered it this week. And... um,
2: that was nice pictures.
4: Yeah, they asked me, um, you know, about it, and I said we've changed our tax. So when we started, we thought a samosa. So how much would we want? A couple of quid. If someone donates a couple of quid, we will give them a samosa. And now we've totally changed. Now we've gone opposite. And I told it. I said, if anybody wants to come and eat, just come and eat. Whether you want to donate or not is up to you. That's down to you. That is not from us. We're not saying please make sure you give us a donation. That's down to you. Because I just believe in the Wolves fans. They never let you down. They, they just give you, believe it or not, right here, right now, about half an hour ago, a Wolves fan that I've never, ever spoke to that's got two followers on Twitter said, can I make a donation towards your costs? Because it does cost quite a bit of money for us. And he donated £500. No way. Just 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 ten minutes ago, five hundred quid. I don't even know his name. He's he's just got an at, at on Twitter, and he asked me for my PayPal details. He said he, w- he would like to donate and help out, and he, he watches me from afar, and he gave five hundred quid.
1: That's nice. No, it's,
4: it's unbelievable. So the, the tack has always you know been like, how how can you raise, and we want to raise money, but now it's just share, come and speak, come and share, come and connect. Meet other people. If you want something to eat, we'll give you something. If you want to donate, you can donate. And I know, you know, the fans will come out in their droves and I know they will just donate anyway. And, um, yeah, it's a a fantastic, um, I just think it's a community, bringing back the community together, especially after all the recent hardship people have had and, um, you know, the troubles through the pandemic. I mean, this week, believe it or not, we went for a, a, a photo sh- uh, sh- um, shoot thing with the Express and Star and took a few of the volunteers down. And Daniel Pedence had walked into Molyneux. And um, the, 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 the volunteers asked me to go and get Daniel Pedence. I said, well, how can, how can I go and get him? So I did. So I went, in, I went into the Molyneux. I uh, asked the security guard and he looked at his cameras and he found out where Pedence was. And I waited and as soon as the appeared, I just sort of grabbed him and said, come here, let me tell you about samosas that And we walked out together. And then his, um, uh, uh, a couple of days later, um, I had a message and they've ordered some samosas. So happy That's day.
2: amazing. I know that Cody and Neves has had as well. The other thing yeah. is I like your post that you put. You said whatever happens at the weekend, we're guaranteed three points.
4: Yeah, three points we're guaranteed to
2: <laughs> with the El Samosa triangle yeah, mate yeah. looking forward to uh chipping in uh, again the weekend with that you're doing a fantastic uh, uh, fantastic job and uh, for everyone just by uh, outside the university as before yeah. the subway as you go past by the the council car park that's where and you a big
4: volunteer. shout out you know Dave uh, obviously he's been volunteering for you know a couple of years now since the lockdown wasn't it Dave just after yeah yeah, the, well, yeah. So he, he did all the deliveries. This time, I think we've got something like 21 volunteers. You know, I've had to order more buckets. Um, That's
2: bigger than the Wolf Squad, mate.
4: <laughs> mate, it is. I think we've got more members in Smosa Saturday than Bruno Large as in squad. And we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, prep people with boxes and buckets and they're going to try and walk around a little bit and maybe go into town and go around the ground a little bit and and because there are a few fans, who say to me, "Oh, Manny, we're we, we're we're in the north bank. It's too far for us to well, walk all the way Ansel, who,
2: uh, Who's going to be coming on after Jack? Yeah. Um, he does uh, with his daughters. He did the last one, I
4: think. He goes. Yeah, he, right? he did. He he went roaming um, with one of the uh, volunteers, and and it's just you know it's fantastic. Honestly, we we run out, and we're trying to produce more this time so we don't run out. But we probably are going to run out. But it's good to run out it just shows you that there's this wonderful demand and and people want to contribute and play their part so thank you to all the fans uh, you know young and old um and all the volunteers all the people in the background who do a lot of cooking and supply us you know i uh, i I just put a post out the other day and i said um uh, does anybody know where we can get cheaper brown bags because the price of brown bags were going up and um uh, i saw
2: you had a delivery
4: Well, the thing is, I had a knock on the door. I had a knock on the door about two hours later with somebody um, with 50 quid in his hand. He goes, I want to pay for the brown bags. He lives down the road and gave me 50 quid. He goes, make sure those brown bags are mine. I want to pay for them. So, unbelievable. You know, I'm I'm sort of gobsmacked. I now just stand back and watch the magic happen. And and it's for the fans and it's by the fans. And, um, uh, you know, in Dementia UK, get all the... You know the the benefits from it, which is a really important charity and um, something that needs um our focus as much as possible. So yeah, Dover. Oh yeah, Robert Fletcher's waiting for Dover. <laughs> uh, Joshua Bria. Oh Josh, I've spoken to Josh a few times. Yeah, and then there's a story there. You know his his uncle's suffering from Parkinson's, struggles to work. So you know people there's sort of brain injuries and brain conditions are unfortunately on the rise. And um, uh, one million people are estimated to suffer from dementia by 2025. And they need support. They need people to go out and help them and encourage them and guide them on how to look after their loved ones. So we'll carry on. We'll carry on with your support and with your help. Thank you very much.
2: Fantastic. We look forward to it. I'm sure you'll get to see loads of loads coming over on uh, thinking. Finally, score prediction.
4: Score prediction: three points, three <laughs> nil.
2: <laughs> Goals and three points, fantastic! And obviously, it, it goes with the, with the Smoser triangle. Manny, uh, thanks very much. I look forward to seeing you at the weekend. Uh,
4: thank you. Cheers, everybody. Cheers,
2: so that's Manny. Get yourself down for Smoser Saturday, and uh, next up we've got uh, uh, we've got Jack, and then I do have Paul that's coming on last. He's been working very, very hard. He's just got. He's just logged on as well to close the show. And we do have the latest football prizes competition. And don't forget to check out uh, the Spider-Miner details below. Jack, welcome back to the show. Um, Tuesday night. How are you feeling? You've been uh, to two games in two days, haven't you? Wolves games.
3: Yeah, we yeah, were at uh, the 23s last night at down at Molyneux against uh, Stoke. So that was... That was, that was a nice sort of, um trying to think of the word, a nice sort of opposite to the the game on Sunday, if you like, really, because there was, there was a lot of uh, passion and a lot of uh, effort and desire in the, in the 23s last night, which I think was, unfortunately, was sadly lacking in, in the first team on Sunday, really. I mean, I, I think I agree entirely with what everyone said about Burnley wanting it more. But for me, that's not an excuse to lose a game. The opposition can want it more, absolutely. I get that, and I, and I agree, I think they did. But that doesn't mean you have to fold and collapse and lose the game. I'm sure if Burnley played, you know, Manchester City or Liverpool, they'd probably want it more than those teams. But they'd still lose because of the quality yeah. that they've got. We just never showed our quality at all throughout the game. Really, I mean, I actually thought first half was, was pretty, pretty even, and you'd probably we
2: started the game much much better than um, Newcastle. We had some, we were closing down, we were winning the ball back. We looked. For the first sort of 20, 20, 30 minutes, you know, decent. And then we just faded away.
3: Just yeah, faded. we did. And, and I think, like you say, it was it was a nice, positive start. And, and you thought, well, you know, we're into the game here. And we've said time and time again on, on your show, haven't we? Nil-nil at halftime. is a platform. Yeah solid base to build from second half. You can bring on your subs and you can affect the game and, and it'll stretch and become more open second half. And that perhaps plays into your hands if you've got players that can create things, which, which we have got in, in, in sort of fits and starts, haven't we? We're not a, an all-out aggressive attacking team, but we've got yeah. players that can create things. But second half, we, we were so sort of dull and, and transparent, and there's, there's nothing there to, to really. I don't think we won a tackle or, or a header or second half, did we? And, and those are your basics, aren't they? You know, we can talk all we like about formations, tactics, this, that, and the other. You've got to go and you've got to go and work hard. You've got to win tackles. You've got to win headers. You've got to make it difficult for the opposition. And then when you've done that, that's when you let your quality players and your quality football take over and dominate the game and we just never gave ourselves the opportunity to do that and I think that for me is, is the biggest disappointment really because that was a game that, that's there for us isn't it I mean I, I know Burnley deserved to win the game I'm not going to say that at all but they weren't very good they really weren't very good and if we'd have turned up and played anywhere near the level that we're capable of I think we'd have probably won the game and I don't think there's a Burnley fan that would disagree with that if if we'd have turned up and played at our full potential they wouldn't have beaten us no so sort of limp and, and really sort of... do you think it's a good Because it's
2: something like 60 feets in nine now. Um, you know, we're not taking the chances. We're still eighth. Uh, we've still got a chance of Europe. I mean, it's miraculous that we're still in with a, you know, a chance of getting seventh place, even sixth, if you put a string of wins. But we do have, you know, City, Chelsea and Liverpool... To come, we'll probably end up playing City and Liverpool within the space of four days because no doubt that City fixture is going to be in the final week. I bet you it is.
3: Potentially, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of them, isn't it? Like we've said, it might actually suit us playing those bigger teams. They'll come out and attack us and maybe give us a little bit more space. You know, Burnley and Newcastle, in particular, in the last two games, have pressed us quite effectively, haven't they? Yeah. And that was probably part of the reason. I mean, Crystal Palace did it really, really well in both games and we, and we were abject in both of those games, but that's partly down to the fact that the opposition just, just squeezed us and pressed us so well. Those teams, Liverpool, Manchester City, won't necessarily do that to that extent. They'll do it in sort of pockets and in little more areas of the pitch rather than sort of the whole sort of team going light, like Burnley did and, and Crystal Palace particularly. So it might play into our hands, but but the quality that they've got, you know, we could play really well against Manchester City and get beat 4-0. And it's the same when you go to Anfield on the last day, we could have the best game of the season and get done. You know,
2: you we're it now. Wolves are going to be a, be the decisive team in the in the uh, in the um, in the race for the title. We're going to take points off City or Liverpool. One of the two, it's going to happen, and it's probably be decisive. It's going to I have to.
3: We, we're going to have to now because we because we've blown the opportunity against Newcastle and Burnley. If we are still want to get into that top seven in Europe, we're going to have to beat one of those teams, aren't we? I think we'll. we'll
2: do you know what? Well, I think we'll beat Chelsea probably. away. I just—I I don't know why—I've just got this feeling we'll beat Chelsea away and we'll take something out of City and Liverpool, but what we'll do against Brighton and Norwich, I couldn't tell you,
3: to be honest. And and that's and that's probably us in a nutshell, isn't it? At the minute, you just don't know what you're going to get from one sort of game to the next. There's no, there's not been any consistency all season, has the reader. we've had you know, like like you just said, six defeats in nine, but we won the other three, so that's nine points in nine. We so haven't
2: we haven't drawn a game this season, this year. No, yeah. For-
3: Four draws all
2: season. We either win or lose, but we've been yeah. doing more losing. And yeah. it's it, it was, the stats right? We go behind, we don't win. We go ahead, we don't lose. Generally speaking. So what's your, what was your would you would you say that your um moment of the match, your man of the match, and your performance rating?
3: Um, I think man of the match was probably Willie Bolly. I mean, I thought he was yeah. really really good. You know, it, it suited him the physicality of Burnley, didn't it? You know, they and when Barnes came on as well, you know he liked the physical battle. He likes to go head to head with with strikers, doesn't he? And I thought he was back to the bolly that we sort of all fell in love with in the championship and that first Premier League season where we all sort of thought, where why is this guy only costing us ten million? You know he's yeah. unbelievable. He's obviously struggled with with health issues and, and things yeah. in the last eighteen months, hasn't he? And but but on Sunday I thought there's there's bolly. He's back to to where he needs to be. Um, performance rating, I'd probably. I'd split it. I'd say first half I'd give us six and a half because I thought we were okay without being outstanding. But second half I'd think I'd drop it down to a three because I thought we were just so so poor and, and lackluster. So I don't know what that probably puts it down to five. A four and a half. Four and a half, five, yeah. Yeah. Four so. and three
2: quarters, something like that. So that's a, quite a low rating. Yeah. Quite a low rating indeed. Um it's yeah. concerning, mate. We've got five games left, still 15 points to play for. I mean, this is football, this is Wolves. Anything can happen. Looking ahead to the Brighton game, what changes would you like to see? And what are your, your, your thoughts? Do you think Neves will be fit to play?
3: Well, I hope so, because I think we miss him more than probably anyone, don't we, really? I mean, Matinho and Dendonka are good players in their own right, aren't they? But Neves really makes us tick, doesn't he? In terms And oh, his- when he's on it. That, passion, yeah. that passing range, and, and he's, he's added physicality this season that we haven't seen before, haven't we? You know, yeah. I think he's the most booked player in the league, isn't he? So he's perhaps taking it too far. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, there's a, he's, he's such a good player, and we've really missed him. And the other player we've missed is Pledence. I know he's touched on it with other guests tonight as well, but like you say, he's, he's the creativity, isn't he? He's someone that it's just impossible to mark. You see him sort of picking up pockets and little half turns and things. And defenders just don't know how to kind of deal with him. And when you've got him on the pitch, like we've said, we're far more creative. We don't score enough goals. That That's something that, that's just a fact, isn't it? But we're more likely to score when he plays. And I, I think if Neves and Pedenza are back, then I'm a lot more confident for the Brighton game than if, if they're missing.
2: Well, I'm, I, I, I'm 100%. I think that's been the big miss for me. Pedenza and Neves in the last two games, you know, people talk about role, but they're... they're they're the two key players for me. Raúl hasn't been himself at all this year, but he's still got six goals. He's still got some assists. Fabio's trying. He just needs a bit of luck, get a goal. He's been unlucky. He's been putting his thing. Trinker, we've seen a couple of sensational performances, but and then he's the last two games, he's not been even anywhere near Wang again. You know he's been a well really. He hasn't done anything as he recently. He's still, a, I think he's still a good player for the future. But you know you just you, you just worry and you know and that, that's why I like a bit of trial as much as he uh, he is what he is. He gets people off his off the seat. He creates panic. He might not have only had one goal and one assist. He was just getting going just before he went. He would have given us an option and I'm a bit annoyed now that we've let him go to Barcelona and we're paying apparently for his wages and he's not even getting in their team and he could have been with us. I know they're trying to, you know, he didn't want to sign the contract, but if he don't get into the Barcelona team or they don't want him, and there's rumours saying that Barcelona want to buy Neves, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. It's like, buy Neves? You can't even afford to buy, I mean, uh, Traore, have a laugh. It's like what do they want to have all our pay all have all our players on load and let's pay for them to go there? It's like, what's going on? Don't seem right to me.
3: Yeah, it's what it's what those top teams do though, isn't it? That they do their transfer business in the press. You know, Manchester United will do it this summer, Liverpool do it as well. They leak stories that they're interested in a player, but they're only willing to pay X amount of money, or they're looking at a player, but they're also looking at this player. So if the other team are gonna sell them, they better make a move on. It's, it, you know, you're best off just sort of letting him see what happens rather than kind of, you know, taking everything to heart and kind of go, oh, no, Neves is going to Barcelona. because it, it He ain't make- going to Barcelona.
2: He, and I hope he don't go. I mean, we say it every year. We'll wait and see. It needs to be a big offer. Um, I hope he, takes, he signs a new contract. Um, and I hope we do qualify for Europe for his sake because I think that will help. But it'll all come out in the wash in the summer. I think there's a, there's a, you've got to, you can only really judge Bruno Large properly after this summer window. I think what he's done, even if we finish eighth, if we took it at the start of the season and we'd have finished eighth, you'd go, okay. But look how attacking we were the first three games of the season, how exciting we were to watch. And then you go and watch Newcastle away and Burnley away, and it's nothing like that. I think that's how he wants to play with goals, but you know, he's been maybe putting having to not. I think he wants to play that four-two-three-one formation, Um, and I think the transfer moves in the in the summer window are going to all be around that. And I think you'll come come and see Wolves playing a four-two-three-one as Plan A next season, and then the three-four-three as plan B, and then the three five two as is plan C. That gives us options, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with the personnel. I've got a feeling, you know, I've talked to a couple of journalists about it, and they've kind of indicated that this is the summer where Wolves are going to go, the Foson are going to go big in the transfer window, and I think we have to, because otherwise we're just going to go backwards, we're just going to start falling down the table, into mid table mediocrity with a lot of Premier Leagues are happy teams are happy with but we want to see Wolves now kick on. We want Fosen and Wolves to show that ambition to get into the top six to push on to challenge for the top four. And the funny thing is Jack had we have not missed three or four great opportunities, we could have been pushing top four, but we're not.
3: Yeah, no that's that's the frustration. I think that's probably what we're sort of talking about. No one's saying eight is a bad season for Wolves. It's a great season. It's a really good season, and for Bruno's first season, you know, I think he deserves a lot of credit. But it could have been so much better. And I think that's kind of the frustration that a lot of people have, isn't it? Because it's it's an eighth with an asterisk, isn't it? Because if an eighth with an asterisk, bang on. seeds held on against you know got someone out of the Burnley game if we'd have uh, you know if the penalty against Man City hadn't been given. There's, there's a lot all this of what ifs in all, there. Yeah, and it's kind of, we could be anywhere from fourth to 12th, couldn't we, if we're being really honest? Because other things could have gone against us, you know, if Saar hadn't had such a great season, you know, if we hadn't done this. And, you know, there's been a couple of games where we've won where you think, well, I've got away with that today, you know. So, but I mean, I think what you got to remember, I think going back to what you've just said about this summer, it's going to be absolutely huge because next season, the top six will be the top six again. Uh, West Ham will be strong. Leicester will be strong. Newcastle will be strong. So that leaves one space in the top half left. So, yeah. if, so we're potentially fighting, aren't we, to to finish in the top half, you know? If and we then,
2: don't strengthen yeah, the team. You know, if Villa might
3: go strong again. Brighton might improve. Teams like that. So, all of a sudden, you're looking and thinking, well, you know, for a team, you know, with with our ambition, with our financial pull, 12 13th is, is where you're looking to be, rather than.
2: Oh, we've lost Jack. We've lost Jack. He's gone. He's been. He's gone. All quiet. Um, Hold on, he's coming back. We, we lost you for a second there,
3: mate. Did, oh, go on. Well, yeah, we lost on. you for a
2: second. You went disappeared just before we're getting to finish with your last beat.
3: Go on. I was just saying. I think we've got uh, the squad's needs are refreshed, doesn't it? You know, yeah. we, you're looking at this, the side. I think on Sunday, and I think eight of the eleven played in the first season back in the Premier League under Nuno. Yeah. So, really three players that, that have kind of come in since then. Now, that was always the criticism of Mick McCarthy's Wolves, wasn't it? His last game as Wolves manager, when we lost to West Brom, I think seven or eight of the starting eleven had been promoted three years before with him. Yeah. Now, that's not progression, is it? That's just players just, just taking away... It gets, and... a, it
2: gets to a point, doesn't it, Jack? It gets yeah. to a point... Final words from you, a big important question. Question of the night. Your favorite cake?
3: The big question, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go apple pie. I know, apple is, pie. So we've got two bake yeah. full time. Why apple pie? See, I have to be careful with what I eat because of, of my Crohn's disease. So uh, apple pie kind of keeps nice and simple and it goes well with quite a few things, doesn't it? So, you know, it's, uh, Crohn's tick- is a nasty little off. illness as well yeah. when you get it. It's uh, debilitating, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Apple, keep it simple, yeah. So that's fantastic,
2: it. Jack. Thanks for coming on, mate. Hopefully, we'll be uh, speaking again next week, and there'll be a happier resort. We'll basically class, have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks very, very much, Not and hopefully see you at the uh, the Brighton game.
3: Yeah, I'll see you at Samosa Saturday. I think yeah, I'll, I'll pop down and say hello and, and do me a bit. Fantastic, mate! All the best, pal. And you, take care. See you, everyone. Bye.
2: And that was Jack. And uh, finally, my good buddy, Paul. You've had a busy old day, mate. You're probably (laughs) shattered. Um, Tell everyone where you've been today.
5: Been working down in the Cotswolds. Um, Just been. um, Yeah, I've got two jobs. Um, Do my PhD as well. Um, Main kind of main kind of carer really for the kids, so got my hands hands full. But I've been gardening today, been planting up uh, someone's holiday garden. So
2: yeah, Yeah, yeah. do you enjoy the the old garden? You got the green fingers.
5: I've learnt a lot about it, and keeps me active as well, which I like. Better than being, I couldn't be working from home five days a week. Uh, Saturday, that's not des.
2: you, is it? That's not you, is it, Paul? No,
5: I need to be around people. I need to be moving about. I need to be active. So I'm glad that I can do a bit of both.
2: And how's so your, because uh, like, you got a little bit of an injury on your holiday in Portugal. People were, I went to Fiverr Side tonight and they were asking about you, Paul.
5: Yeah. Well, I was shifting seven ton of gravel before I went to Portugal. And I think that's how I picked up. Um, An injury, ligament injury in my groin from twisting with the shovel, I think. But I've been trying to rest it, and might give a spin on my bike tomorrow and see how that goes.
2: Yeah, now one of the couple of the lads were saying, "When's your mate, coming to play football?" And I was like, "Well, might be. He might be coming next week, depending on if his if his injury um, is okay. So I'll I'll keep you. I have to keep him posted because then we'll get to play a little bit of footy together." Paul, before we get on to the uh, the main subject, because I know you've got quite a lot that you want to say, because uh, I think a few couple of days on, uh, you've definitely got a, got more frustrated. I think from judging on, <laughs> on your comments, uh, our chats on WhatsApp. Um, what is your favourite cake? Because that's the subject of the night. Huh.
5: I'm not sure if it counts as a cake. It's more of a. More of a dessert, I suppose. But if there's a tiramisu on the menu, that's what I have to go for.
2: You love your tiramisu, do you? Yeah,
5: love a tiramisu. Yeah, so that would get my vote if it counts as a cake.
2: I, I, I would love to know. I mean, what do people think about tiramisu in the uh, in the uh, in the comments? We'll have to get the feedback because we got the, the nomination tonight. Isn't about players; it's about favourite cake. We've got bakewell tarts, we've got tiramisu, and uh, we've got apple pie. And I'll tell you what I like, because a lot of people will probably were wondering what cake does Dave like? And it's I, I do like a lemon drizzle, but if we're talking about a pudding, I love a jam roly poly. Jam yeah, roly poly.
5: Reminds um, me of school dinners with a bit of custard
2: that it, I think that's probably why I like it because when you go to when I go to a restaurant and if they've got jam roly poly on the menu, I'm like, I'm in heaven. And you never, you hardly ever see it. So, um, a bit, there you go, jam, roly poly, with custard. You can't beat it, mate. I've got to say, I was I've messaged you, you know, because we've had um, a lot of views on the um, again on the instant reaction, and you and your dad. We uh, we met up after the game. It, that's that's about four thousand views. The <laughs> Bruno Lodge uh, reaction interview. we we when I looked um, after, we'd had more. More people watched our reaction than Bruno Large's interview after the game on Wolves and Wolves TV, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" So
3: you know, a uh, isn't it? That?
2: people enjoy our uh, people enjoy the instant reaction. So, Paul, you, we we talked after the game. Uh, we, we it was our instant reaction, and obviously, you went with Bolly as your man of the match. You might change, you went with your performance rating, but I think over the last couple of days, whilst you've been working, you've been Doing a lot of thinking, yeah. And you're not happy, are you?
5: That's not always a good thing, though, is it? I mean, um, like you said, I've probably got worse since um, since Sunday. Now I've been stewing on it, and we've had we've had two weeks before that to stew on Newcastle as well. So it's like yeah. compounded on top of that. Um, and I'm trying to stay, up, I'm trying to stay upbeat. You know, we're still eighth. We're three points off seventh with a game in hand. It's still exciting, but it could be so much better. And I just feel so um, deflated by Sunday, really. I think that's the key word, deflated.
2: Yeah, I think that is. It's kind of like, because you get, it's, we, we, I mean, how will we fit? I mean, I was with you and your dad after the Newcastle game. Um, I, I went round and I said, is Europe over? Your dad was, yeah, you, you were like, probably. Then the results go for us again. And all of a sudden, we're you know, we thinking, right, well, we've got two games in hand on United. We're five points behind. We've got um, a game in hand on West Ham. We're two points uh, behind them or whatever it was. We're going to Burnley, which we knew was going to be a tough game, but a winnable game. And I thought we started better than Newcastle, but we just we just don't seem to be taking these opportunities and you just, like we were talking about the thing, the number of points we've let slip is double figures. We could be clear fourth right yeah. now if we, yeah, we I mean, don't it, seem to, to have this killer instinct to be able to we don't, seem to be have, we don't seem to have a winning mentality where you look at Liverpool and City. OK, they're miles clear of everyone else. They have got a winning mentality. They, have, they go out and they somehow win every game. Now, obviously, they're superior in, in, in every way to everyone else. But even when they're under the cosh... Even when they're finding it difficult, Liverpool against Everton at the weekend, Everton were doing the dark arts and stuff, but they found a way to win. Wolves seem to find a way to lose from taking the jaws of victory and finding a way not to win the game, finding a way to lose a game. And that seems to be where we're at.
5: That's what's disappointing for me. We can't find a way to get something from a game when we don't score first. And that's There's such a weight of evidence against that. 15 times isn't it? We've conceded first and on 14 occasions we've taken no points. If we'd have taken five points from that we'd be in the top. We'd be level on points with Man United. You know, If we could have snatched a couple of last minute draws or managed to grind out a 1-1 where a 1-0 defeat looked on the cards. But we're not able to do that and What
2: what Leeds did against us when we were playing away to Leeds, they got that late goal.
5: And the more it's going on, the more they seem to have this learned helplessness thing where they think it's inevitable that we're not going to score and the game just peters out into a nothing. And when you're chasing Europe and you're putting no crosses in the box and the keeper's barely got his gloves dirty and you're playing against a team who've not got their captain... The top scorer, they've sold the best striker in the January window as well, and we and Nick Pope could have. He probably hasn't had to wash his clothes after the match. <laughs> and like, is that the best really that we can do with five games to go left in the season against a team who's won five matches all season? I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Burnley because they did um, defend really well, close to stand really well.
2: They were, th- mate, they were the throwing we do, their then? bodies on the line. When they got the goal, the crowd lifted. They looked, their confidence went up, and they were fighting. They were throwing bodies on the line. And Wolves cannot, we cannot, we seem unable to unlock a defence without the likes of Neves or Daniel Pedence. They, they're the two that can make something happen. Without them, we're powder puff. We're literally a yeah. powder puff. We There's we've no just...
5: alternative way to, to try and score a goal. He seems to want to score this perfect goal where we've got these combinations, these one-twos, and we're trying to uh, get down the sides. But how about just getting some crosses in the box and seeing if that makes something happen? Or Why how about shooting Chiquino from outside on? the box? A bit?
2: Chiquino, he's one player that's direct, can put a ball in the box. I know he's new... But he's exciting. He he's just goes, gets the ball, does the base, it crosses the ball. We've got Fabio Silva and Raul Jimenez, you know, that can go in, put them, put the thing in. We, we weren't getting no crosses in the box again. Chiquino would have, would have been a better option for me than than, oh, so, than, than at in that game.
5: We could have had Benzema up front in these matches but it doesn't matter because the center forward gets no service no service at all and it really doesn't matter who you've got up there if you're not creating chances we're not missing chances because we're not creating chances and that's that's a big big problem that is not addressed time and again this season and our goals for column is more reminiscent of a bottom three team and that's the reason why we won't get into europe and i said on the podcast Way back in the autumn, apart from Jimenez, no one will score more than five goals. And at the moment, unfortunately, that looks like it might bear fruit. Yeah, and that's why we're not going to get in there. And How can not, you expect want to get into scoring Europe ten to that?
2: fifteen? You want you want your striker to be scoring ten to fifteen goals at least, really, don't you?
5: And you need other people to be chipping in, not just like with ones and twos, but with sixes and sevens and eights. And we've scored. Twenty fewer goals, nearly than West Ham and the teams around us. So, what chance have we got, really?
2: It's a miracle, really. I think Carl put a stat up earlier. Carl, uh, the stats over the channel, uh, basically saying that Wolves have got the lowest goal score tally in the top for a team in the top half of the table in Premier League history.
5: Yeah, I can I can believe that, and uh, it just is so frustrating because you think if we could have just increased that number by. Seven, eight, nine goals—it would have made a huge difference, and we would be thinking about getting our passports out already. Maybe I'm being, maybe i have been greedy, and maybe I should be more grateful for the fact that we are in the top half. There's a lot of teams below us that have spent a lot more money. Mate, would like to be. Where
2: mate, we are. I, 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 if you took the start, you look at the beginning of the season, new manager, whatever. We were like, which way will it go? We ain't been in any relegation trouble. If you if you'd have said first season, he'll finish eighth. 13th last year, you'd have been going, yeah, I'll take that. Maybe would have wanted a better, better cup, a cup run, but that wouldn't have been bad. But like, because we've got ourselves into such a good position, and we can all see that there's been so many opportunities that we've not even taken one of them, not one of these opportunities. Every time we've got it in our own hand to take control of the race for Europe, we just don't take it, and that. It's the single most frustrating thing is the fact that you can touch it, you can see it, you can feel it, you can reach and take it, and we haven't done it. And that's the frustration. It's not that we're eighth. Great, brilliant, first year, it's a big tick. It's the fact that we could have gone on and even got fourth if we'd have really, really taken the points that we should have done in them games.
5: But are we the fourth best team in the country?
2: Well, we're not, are we? But if we would have been fourth, if we'd have have taken those points like we should have done, we would have been. But we we haven't been good enough to do it. That's the thing. And that's the frustration. We haven't been able to cope with injuries to certain players because we haven't got the squad depth. Midfield has always been an issue for us. We've been saying it. When Raul got injured... We were saying it for like a year. What if Raul gets seriously injured? Well, he got seriously injured, and we had a nine, an 18 year old as backup. We've been saying, what happens if we lose Neves? What happens if we lose Dendonka? And we've got three midfielders. I know we've got Luke Kundal, he's a young lad who's coming through. But we had, we've got a whole squad of three midfield, first team, three midfielders. It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> You need at least five or six midfielders, really, and you need different attributes, you know. And without Neves, we don't when he's on it, no one can touch us. If he's on the game and he gets the space and he the heartbeat of our team and he makes us tick, we, we can take teams apart. But Dendonka's not an answer for Neves. You know, he's a good player is a brilliant player, but he's a good foil when he's got someone alongside him. Cundall's going to be a good player, but Neves is the man. He's the king. And I worry if he goes, we've seen a picture of what we're going to be like if we do not strengthen. And that's the maybe concern. If we, next season. if we flip it
5: on its head, maybe that's that can be a silver lining of this bad run that Fosun have got to be sat there thinking, we were in touching distance. You know, if we push the boat out and invest a bit more and try and take that next step, maybe it can happen. It's so obvious that January was a missed opportunity to add. I'm not saying they needed to go out and spend $100 or anything like that. And I do know it's hard to get value in January. But if we could have made that one or two top quality, not quantity, but quality additions, that could have been the difference and it didn't happen. Yet again,
2: well, this is why I think this summer is going to be so important. I mean, I'm quite a patient person, you know, I'm quite supportive of the club generally, I'm positive, I'm quite a positive person. And I do think that this summer, Wolves and Foson have got to show ambition. We've got to, because you can't just keep going like we're not, they've got to, they've got to invest. They've got to make sure that, ideally, Neves stays. Or if he goes, it's got to be for a serious amount of money. And you've got to bring in the players that Bruno Large wants and needs to make his team the way he wants it to play work. Because, you know, he scored goals for fun at Benfica. You know, he saw the attacking intent at the start of the season. He's an attacking manager. For You know, one of the things that we were promised and one of the things that people were on about with Nuno... In the thing, it was getting boring. It was getting stale. He never looked like scoring. Well, it looks exactly the same a year on now. But he had a short period in the summer because he came in, so he didn't have a f- full, you know, he come in. And then we've had January this summer. He's seen the squad, and if the, if Foson and Wolves do not back him and what he what he needs to do, then. We're going to be in the same position, but he is an attacking manager and they have got to give him the tools to do the job that he needs and to build the squad up a little bit more. Do you not think? And if they don't, you can understand that Wolves fans are going to get really seriously fed up and annoyed.
5: Frustrated, yeah. Um, Frustrated. Yeah, that, that that needs to happen. But I wonder if, that, if they have question marks over him as well a bit. I think his use of substitutions... You know when is a substitute made an impact for us? The lack of, the lack of, of goals comes from players, but also does it come from mentality, uh, tactical plan as well? So I just um, I wonder if that's at the back of their mind a bit. You know how, how much do they rate him, and do they think one hundred percent he's the man to still take us to the top well, level?
2: Well, Paul, they, they're rating him enough to sack Nuno. And, he, and Nuno was sacked. We know he was sacked. It were not oh mutual consent, or he was sacked. We know it. We've had um, two journalists on this. We've had uh, Tim Nash and Tim Spears on here that have confirmed that he was sacked. So they've gone out on a limb to get Bruno Lars. And if they if they think he was the right man, then we've seen flashes this year then they've got to back him in the transfer window this summer and give him the tools. Because I don't think we can really fully judge Bruno Large until he's got the team that he wants. Because he hasn't been able to... He's still playing with a lot of what he had left and what what he was given. He needs to be able to go, right, this is where we're at. This is the problem. This is the way I want to play. I need this, this, this and this... And I'm sure they're having the conversation, the scouting network, and we have got to go and invest and get these players that we need to play the system that I want to play, and then you will see us scoring more goals, keeping the defensive solidity, hopefully, being more creative, and then taking the next step. Because that, to me, Wolves are now at a crossroads, whereas we've done four seasons in the Premier League, we've done great, we're established. Are we just going to be a mid-table side that hopes to have a cup run and flirt with Europe every year? Or are we going to take the next step, which is what Foson said they were about, and that's getting regular European football? And if that's the case, they need to go in the transfer market this win this summer and bring in the players that are give give us the best chance to do that. Yeah. Sorry, I was in right, the box a bit there.
5: No, no, you're right. The they do. And addressing the the 33 goals in 33 games would be a great, great start. And that needs to be a priority over the summer.
2: Because, mate, if we're not scoring the goals next year and we've not created more goals and more chances and putting the ball in the back of the net, we are not going to be talking about Europe next year. We're going to be talking about hopefully staying in the division because we can't get very unlikely. We're going to go through another season where we score so few goals and we're pushing into this position. We're not. It, 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 it's. It's not like Carl said. It's. It's in Premier League history. No team has finished in the top half scoring so few goals.
5: No, it's. It's just not sustainable, is it? And let's just hope that come Saturday or the end of the weekend, we've beaten Brighton. West Ham have got a tough game. I think they've got Arsenal. Yeah. So, you know, things could look. A lot better. I mean, in we, seven could days time. Have,
2: we could still get six. I, I don't rate United. To be honest, I think they're 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 a team full of superstar prima donnas. That you know they've got. You know, you look at the talent that they've got, Manchester United, and, and the fans are upset, and they're upset because they're only six. You know, and they've had a bad season, and they're six. You know, but like we played Man United off the park. Off Twice. the park, we battered them one nil. It could have been three or four nil, and it wouldn't. No one could have. We were. We gave it a ten out of ten performance, didn't we, Paul? After the game, you know, we, we we went to Old Trafford and tanked them. We're a good side when we want to be. But why don't we see that team more often away from home? <laughs> exactly.
5: Exactly. That's why I get frustrated because I, even as recently as Tottenham away, you know. Um, we, we've seen what a great run they've been on uh, until the last couple of results, and we went there and thoroughly deserved it, our victory. But why, what is what it about going to United
2: away, Tottenham away, and teams like that away, which are top six, that we go and we play and we play so well and we we you know we beat them in their backyard? And then you go to a Newcastle team that, yeah, has been on a good run, but they weren't that great the, the, the night they played us, really. They, they, you know, they, they, got, they, they got a goal from Wood leaving his leg in and being clever against a Burnley team that, yeah, are fighting and scrapping with what they've got. But we never asserted ourselves at any point in anything game games. And then you look at the Tottenham game and the United game away, I mean, the Villa game away, we were no, we were nowhere for eighty minutes, and then all of a sudden we got back in the game, and it was like the Alamo. It was almost Villa. That Villa collapsed like we collapsed against Leeds. The, they panicked, and they were all over the stuff, and that's what happened against the Leeds game. And we were brilliant against Leeds for till Roll got. I think that's the frustration, isn't it, Paul? Yeah,
5: there's plenty of that, and I'm really trying not to. Not to let it boil over, and
2: no, just a... let it boil over, Paul. This is what live TV is. Say it how it is. Have the passion. you know, you're quite chilled out, guy, but I, I can see your little edge simmering like this. <laughs> I can see it.
5: Yeah, it's just conflicting as well. You know, the fact that we are still in the hunt, and at the same time, we look so far off being in the hunt from the last two matches that I've been to. So. Yeah, um, I haven't given up completely, but I think Either if the way. result doesn't should, come on, it's a bit. It's. I mean, we keep saying, "Oh, it's a must-win," but if we get beaten on Saturday, and then three of our last four matches are against the top three, then the writing really is on the on the wall.
2: I, I think we have to go and beat Brighton. We have to. What I want to see at Brighton, what I want to see Brighton, I want to see us out the blocks from the first minute, I want to see hunger, I want to see passion, I want to see the closing down, I want to see the quality, I want to see us be on the front foot, and I want to see us take them apart. I want to see that performance that hasn't been there. We're back in front of our own crowd for what seems like ages. Brighton... Invariably, a lot of the time it's probably nil-nil thing. I remember, you know, and they'll probably have one shot and win or something like that. But we need to get on the front foot. And we, you know, if you can see a Wolves team that give everything, like we did in the first three games of the season. Okay, we lost three games, but we were brilliant. We were brilliant. We didn't score. We still couldn't score then, but like we were fantastic. We had so many shots on goal without scoring. But yeah. at least it was good. But like the last couple of games away from home, it's been like it's it's been. It's been, it's been. What was the word that you used earlier? That one word.
5: I said deflated, but I think another word you could use is very, it's just very beige.
2: Beige, beige is the word that you, you, you the right word. It's like that Hummel top that was put out that um, that we wanted to be that when they were looking at Castore and Hummel and the Hummel top that looked beige. That's the way we played. We're playing. We want. We want gold. We want vibrant gold. Is what we want. And that's what we're going to get. We've got samosas, you know. We've got the three pointed samosa. Three nil, man. He says with the, uh, you know, three points with the samosa. So maybe we can do it. You heard it here first. The samosa prediction. Three nil.
5: I hope he's right. Yeah, and um, I'm really looking forward to being involved in that. So hopefully see some of the some of the uh, viewers as well on on Saturday. Um, I think I'm roaming around the. Round the ground with your, Honor, my, with your, your daughters,
2: yeah. Roman. Yeah, they're both
5: coming, yeah. So hopefully, see some some um, some people on Saturday.
2: So make sure when you see Paul, come over and uh, get samosa off him or from me. Come and say hello at the match. Um, put your hand in your pocket and make a donation. Absolutely fantastic. Paul, to finish off on score prediction, what's it going to be?
5: I've got two conflicting views. I mean,
2: have you got games against angel Brighton. and the devil on one side? of it, on Yeah, games against like, Brighton are
5: always are... so tough, aren't they? And yeah. often often we draw against them and I can see a 1-1. But at the same time, I feel like we're owed a big performance. I feel like there's a glut of goals lurking in there somewhere and also want to um, hope that Manny's prediction's right as well. Maybe if we get an early goal... And keep building that momentum. Maybe we can take them to the cleaners a bit, but I think it's more likely that it'll be one-one.
2: Well, there's something behind you there on your left-hand shoulder. If he's back, that's what we've seen. You've seen it first. Neves' goal, running away to the uh, to the to the fans, having scored another fantastic goal. Hopefully, he'll be back in the side. And uh, I'm looking forward to the press conference and seeing what uh, Bruno has to say. Paul, absolutely brilliant as always to uh, to have you on. I know you've had a very very tiring uh, day, mm-hmm. and uh, you got back to come on the show, so much appreciated. Thanks to everyone in the chat, as always, it's been entertaining. And please smash a like if you enjoyed the video. If you're listening to us back on the Always Walls podcast, please. And um, you know, just one thing before we go, we do have uh, the uh, the football prizes uh, slide, which I need to uh, to show you um if i've got it on here hopefully there's so many on here which one is it is it this one it's not that one i'll take that one back off let me just um upload it onto the screen because we've got a football prizes one um where is it i can't find it is it this one there it is it's the uh, it's a it's a full squad signed shirt and there's extra prizes uh and, and there's extra prizes. So the link is in the description below. There is uh, I think hundred and ninety-nine tickets, there's about one hundred and thirty-three that's uh that's signed and it's and it's basically a great prize. The link's in the description below if you want to get involved with that. Uh Paul, final thoughts.
5: All right, they can pick me up on uh Saturday after back to back uh meek away performances. Um Let's hope we go at them uh, from the kickoff on Saturday and give ourselves some more hope that we can stay, stay in the hunt. And I think a lot of that will depend on whether this man here is involved.
2: Well, I'm hoping so, mate. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for everyone for, uh, for joining in. I will say if you've, wa- if you've waited to the end this long, look out for an extra special video tomorrow night. Because I've been involved and been invited by the British Masters Golf, um, I was down at the Belfry um, doing some stuff for the uh, the match. If you like your golf, look out for a video that will drop tomorrow evening, uh, all to do with the uh, the Masters. I literally, me, uh, Dan, and Brummy Joe. Dan's a Villa fan, and Brummy Joe's a Birmingham fan. All went down to the Belfry to go head to head. We were coached and then I we had to challenge to recreate the winning put from the Ryder Cup from on the Brabazon course from nineteen eighty-five that San Torrance, a twenty-two foot put and we had competitions against each other. And I'm gonna tell you I've gotta tell you, you've gotta watch it because it's just it was a class day and it dropped tomorrow night. So like I don't even play golf. <laughs> But you've got to watch this video because you're you're going to smile. And I'm up against a Birmingham fan and a Villa fan. And you need to know who come out at the top of Pride of the Midlands. And you'll find out when it drops tomorrow night. From myself and Paul and all you guys in the chat, always Wolves. Cheers, everyone.